You are listening to the Phenom NBA Show on the Phenom Media Podcast Network. Powered by the most passionate young sports analysts in the game. If you're looking for creative, informative, and high-quality sports content, you've come to the right place. Phenom Media boasts a team of over 100 youth contributors from around the world, covering every sport on every media platform. Make sure to follow Phenom on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as all of the Phenom podcast channels for daily content. The link tree in the episode description includes a direct link to all of the aforementioned platforms, so click on that to access everything. If you enjoy the episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a positive review so more people can discover the podcast. Now, let's get to the show. Hey guys, welcome back. It is the Phenom NBA show, the Tuesday night episode. I'm back here with Aiden and Jacob. Wasn't here last week, but how, how are you guys doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Ready to get back to the show. Missed it last week. Been wanting to do this show. So today we just wanted to, since we are approaching the uh, All-Star weekend soon, and we're about a month out, I'm pretty sure. And yeah. We just yeah, wanted to give some of our that oh, uh, March seventh in Atlanta they're going to be doing the All Star game. Yeah, it was originally supposed to be in Indianapolis actually because I yeah. was trying to get some tickets to go, but then they canceled it last year. But uh, yeah, they rescheduled it, uh, kind of quick reschedule, which is uh, really nice for the players too since they get a break. But we wanted to go over our twelve picks for each conference for the All Stars, and we'll tell you this was actually way harder than it looks because there are so many guys that deserve these spots, but there's only 12. So you want to get right into it? Yeah. Yeah. Starting point, starting guards for the East. You want to go first guard? Yeah, I got for my two starting guards in the East, I have Kyrie Irving and Jalen Brown. Oh, I have Jalen Brown and Bradley Beal. Yeah, I have Kyrie and Bradley Beal. Um, I think, I mean, Jalen Brown has been obviously great to start the season. Um, I don't have his exact stats up now, but I know Bradley Beal is averaging 35, 5, and 5 on great efficiency. Obviously, the Wizards haven't been great. Trade rumors have been afloat. Just recently got news today from Shams that he said he does not want to be traded. Um, I think otherwise, but if he says so. Kyrie has obviously been great as well. Uh, he's sharing the ball with three or with two other stars now, leading the Nets offense. Um, and yeah, I mean, all three of these guys are definitely deserving. Yeah, popularity wise, it's probably going to be harder than Kyrie, but I chose Beal and Brown just because I feel like they're having better seasons. You know, we saw Kyrie sit a lot this season, Harden was just traded into the conference. And, you know, he hasn't looked as good as he has in previous years. So I just chose the guys that are the most deserving. Even though the Wizards are absolutely terrible, Beal's just been amazing. You know, he's pretty efficient with it also. I think he's shooting something like 48 49%. That's a good point that you bring up, that the popularity could be um, Kyrie Irving and Harden, the two guys from the Nets right now. But I think it's – I mean, I think honestly, it would be disrespectful to not put some to put Harden over these guys like Brown, Beal, 
I just think I, I as me personally, I love Jalen Brown. I think he's better than Jason Tatum, which is a flaming hot take, but this year he has increased his points per game so far by seven, I believe. And he's also increasing his other stats every year and he's just getting much better. And that, yeah, that's one of the reasons why I gave him the spot over Bradley Beal. Also because he's helping his team win and Bradley Beal, although it might, might not be his fault, he his the Wizards are struggling to win, although they got a great win against the Nets uh, last night. Yeah, you could tell with uh, Jalen Brown, you know, everything from his like ball handling, his playmaking, you know, it's got in his shooting have gone so much better. I think he's just so deserving of it. I mean, as a Celtics fan and as an NBA fan, and like I said, Beal, you know, not a lot of players can put up these type of stats and be that efficient on a bad team. So, sure. Yeah, I just I mean, think it's a little. Oh, sorry, you. Crazy, like that. His efficiency can be that great. Yeah, I love Jalen Brown too because um, one of the things that I'm not that makes me not the biggest fan of Bradley Beal is that he's a uh, he's mainly that kind of scoring guy. He's obviously he's got averaging about 35 this season so far in the Wizards. And with Westbrook, too, who takes a ton of shots on bad efficiency, like we know. And but the one thing that like makes me like Jalen Brown more is he's also that defender kind of guy. He he earns the ball on offense. He doesn't just get the ball, take shots. And I, I think he's improving every year with this team. And I think he I wouldn't say is the centerpiece of the Boston Celtics, but obviously he's that one half with Tatum, who one of those two should have got that shot against the Lakers the other night instead of Kemba. Yeah, I mean, that's an argument for a whole nother day. But I think we should get into our uh, Eastern Conference star, fr- starting front courts. To me, I think this is unanimous. I currently have KD, Giannis, and Embiid. You guys have the same? Yep. Yep. All yeah, right. those guys. Embiid with the, has been playing MVP level right now. I think he's um, – th- yeah, I think those are the three locks right now for the front court. Yeah, I mean, they're all the all competing for MVP – the top three teams in the conference, they're leading their own offenses. Antetokounmpo and Embiid leading their defenses. I don't see a world where you put anybody else over them. Yeah, also the thing with uh, Giannis, like people are saying he's not having as good as a year. He's still having a great year. It's just that it's not Giannis standards. But, you know, the Bucks are still a top three uh, team in the East. Their defense is looking very good. And with KD and Embiid, they're both MVP candidates right now. Uh, Embiid's been balling. The Sixers are looking like one of the best teams in the league. For sure. Yeah, the Sixers with their acquired shooters and Embiid playing at this level are atop the East right now. And I mean, we could see him make a playoff run like we haven't seen before into the conference finals. You know, the funny thing is, we say this like every year with the Sixers, is they are the team. They're the team who is we think isn't going to be great, but they could potentially make a run. And they prove us wrong every year. So honestly, I'd just like to know from both of you, like, is it when is it going to be time to give up on the Sixers? Uh, if after this year, if they lose first round or they blow it somehow in the second round, they choke a three-one lead or something like that. Because I think this year they got their they fixed their big problem, which was the outside shooters. Tobias Harris is looking a lot better too. So I think the Sixers. They kind of shut down all the trade rumors with Ben Simmons, so I think this is the kind of the team they're staying with right now. And I think if this fails, then they got to blow it up and we got to give up hope. Yeah, this might be, like, literally the best possible team you can have around a guy like Ben Simmons. Well, it's a random beat, but, like, 
perfect for for Simmons. You know, we got shooters, Seth Curry, uh, Danny Green, you know, Tobias and Embiid can both stress the floor. And they're one of the deepest teams in the league. So I think that if they don't make the finals or at least the Eastern Conference finals, it's a very disappointing year. Yeah, I mean, obviously they traded off Horford. Um, I think they really right now it looks like they fleeced the Mavs right now with the with the Richardson deal as he hasn't been great. Um, Curry has been, on the other hand, very good for the Sixers. Um, but yeah, I mean, Maxi shows potential. Thibel shows potential. This team is probably the best team around Embiid. I mean, the only piece you would take out is Simmons, trade him for somebody else. Which I think, I think they should have taken that Harden trade. I think that pushes them over the edge. But um, they're sticking to their guns. They're sticking to their team, and hopefully it works for them. Yeah. So you guys want to get on some of the Eastern Conference reserves now? Yeah. Should we just do uh, like the five like guys right away? Like uh, do 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 your guards first. Yeah. I your think, other two. Yeah, the other two guards. I think mine are Kyrie and Harden. I think there's like no other guys that can replace them. Minor, yeah, minor Bradley Beal and uh, um, Trey Young as my yeah, I, reserves. I had Trey Young and James Harden since I have Beal as a forward. I'm sorry, I have Brown as a forward. Um, Trey Young started off the year looking like him the MVP. He went into that little slump. His stats dropped. His efficiency overall dropped, but he's come back now. I don't think we can really remove him just based off that slump that he had. Um, I think, I don't know if he will ever be a starter again with how stacked like the point guards are in the league, but he's going to be a consistent all-star and he probably deserves a spot. Yeah, I know we already talked about, I won't talk about Bradley Beal anymore, but my other pick, Trey Young, it was kind of a different story. We saw him start off real kind of, we saw him go through like a little bit of a slump, a shooting slump in a uh, uh, we were talking about it earlier on a previous show. We thought it was kind of a lack of confidence, but he's getting it back on track. And I think uh, Trey Young is definitely deserving of one of these uh, Eastern Conference guard reserves. And uh, I, I actually do have him over Harden. I have Harden as one of the wild cards. Yeah, I'll get to Trey Young in a little bit, but I'll, like he's one of the wild, like he was one to be, like battling for one of the last two spots I had, but I'll get to him later. All right, so you, uh, what about – you have any other thoughts on those uh, guard reserves? No. All right, so uh, next we have the f- uh, next three uh, forwards. Yeah, I think this should, this should also be somewhat of a lock, I guess. I have Tatum, Bam Adebayo, and Demontis Sabonis. Uh, Tatum, he won't miss a few games because of COVID, but other than that, he's been phenomenal. Uh, Bam, the past couple games, and Jimmy Butler's absence – has been amazing on both sides of the floor. And Sabonis started off the year incredible. So I think those three are locks. Yeah, I have the exact same picks, actually. I have Bam, Sabonis, and uh, Tatum. I mean, Tatum, you can't pass up. He just uh, happens to have KD, Giannis, and Embiid ahead of him in the East. So you can't give him that starter spot. And then Bam's just kind of like Brown. He's just been getting better every year. And he's he is an all-star this year. And he, if could could have been in that starter spot if Embiid wasn't um, playing like the MVP. And I think he is the front runner right now. And then Sabonis, I got to give it to him. He's uh, he's the centerpiece of my team right now. Uh, I've been watching him. He just, he's like a double, double machine. He's averaging 12 rebounds, 
20 plus points a night and they just traded away Victor Oladipo. So they kind of officially made him, I know he was already kind of their leading guy, but they kind of officially made the move to stick with him. And even Brogdon's playing great too, but I think Sabonis is definitely the deserving spot from the Pacers. Yeah, I mean, Brogdon's been great, like you said. He's been playing at an all-star level, and 90% of other years he would make it. I personally don't have him. But my front court is Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Bam Adebayo, as I had Trayon in at the guard spot. But, yeah, I think your guys are valid as well. Um, Bam, as we said, has been playing at that all-star level. He was a wild card last year, but he was definitely a lock this year. He's literally the only bright spot on this heat team who's like been terrible luck with injuries yeah they're bottom three the east right now too yeah myers leonard is now out for the season he had to have some surgery can't remember what it was uh jimmy is just getting back um i mean Drogic has barely played so he's been the one bright spot he's been leading them and he's been doing it well oh yeah uh, I think that's a great point that you make with uh, Bam getting uh, some more spotlight oppor- uh, attention since the rest of the guys like Jimmy and even Dragic haven't really been playing who are the uh, next best guys on that team. And so on to our last two wildcard spots of the East. I have I have James Harden and I had Julius Randle from the Knicks. Well, okay. my last, or I'll get to my first guy, Zach Levine. I think that he needs to make it. He's averaging like 27 and a half points, shooting 50, 40, 90, which is insanely impressive considering the fact that no one in the Bulls is taking shots other than him. So I think he's a lock. I think he should be a lock. And my last one was between Milton and uh, Trey Young. There's a very like, ar- there's very good arguments for both. Milton should keep, just keeps getting more efficient and efficient every year. Uh, and then Trey Young, you know, this year. Uh, so I heard someone say the highs have been so high, but the lows have been pretty low. But um, I think I'm just going to go Trey Young just from a popularity standpoint. Uh, everyone knows Trey Young. He's fun to watch, especially in an all-star type game. Yeah. Um, so these wild card spots were very hard. And your guys' picks were, like, definitely in the running. Um, I personally have Sabonis and Vucevic. Um I ended up leaving off Middleton. I do feel like uh, I do feel like he might make it just because people may think the Bucks deserve two All Stars, much like has happened in previous years. But um, Busevich has just been so good for this Magic team, and it he's one of the most consistent players in the league. You can always count on him to just get a bucket when you need it. Um, he's averaging load basketball reference 22 10 and 3 on 48 44 83 splits extremely efficient although he's not best defender and i think he's this he's really helped that magic team and the mean the seven or leading the pacers they're the fifth seed a tough beast and They've shown themselves to really, I think, be dark horse contenders, and they both deserve it. There's, we're going to talk about a couple more guys who do. But yeah, what? Yeah, I yeah, I like those picks. Sabonis, I just had him a little bit. I had him as a reserve. I do like the Vuce pick, but I probably would have picked other guys over him. 
Zach Levine was the hardest decision for me not to make. He was my number one uh, snub, I guess. And also with Chris Middleton, he was my second uh, that I second out from the East. But I just gave it to Julius Randle because um, I think he really stepped up this year and became the leader of that Knicks offense. And the Knicks and Bulls have, I think they're right next to each other in the standings in the East right now. And they have pretty similar records with like just a two or three more losses and wins right now. And uh, I mean, it's a huge improvement from last year so far where these teams were having like, I mean, they were just awful records compared to now. Although it's still uh, in the beginning of the season, I think these teams have, especially for Knicks fans, I think they've seen a little bit of a, a just a glimmer of light in the future. I think Julius Randle has shown them and some of the other guys too. But yeah, I could have easily given that to Zach Levine too. I think like you brought up a great point, his shooting splits right now are great and they can't be ignored yeah, yeah uh, uh for my snubs like i like i said i had milton get snubbed milton was like my first guy and i probably had Vucevic right under him the right under him i had brogdon i think there's like then some sort of gap then you have like randall gordon hayward kyle lowry uh ben simmons colin sexton and even andre drummond but you know i think those uh top three guys were the biggest snubs yeah i mean i i mean i have one problem with Randall and that's his turnovers um he gets he has so many games where he hits seven turnovers he's had a couple where he hits double digits and obviously his playmaking is great this year like never would have expected that out of him but he's an average defender that gets covered up by how good Tibbs is and how good Mitchell Robinson is and how good the rest of their team is defensively but obviously he's taken a big step offensively in the scoring department, shooting department, passing department, but he's just a liability in, in so many parts of the game that I cannot give that to him. And yeah, it's another, another thing with Drummond. Another thing with Randall is that uh, I think the Knicks are kind of, ever since he got there, have kind of made him into some sort of like point forward, which is uh, kind of made, like made him get turnovers. So that's partly the Knicks' fault. But, you know, he's putting up great numbers this year. Like you said, offensively, he's improved greatly. No, he's – yeah, he, he deserves it, I think. But he's not going to make it. Yeah, I think – yeah, I think you uh, both bring up uh, good points about the Julius Randle kind of making me want to switch my pick to Zach Levine. But I honestly had – was about 50-50 with both of them, but ended up picking Randle. So are you guys ready to move on to the West? Mm-hmm. All right, so let's start with the, the – two West guards. I think there's three guys right here that are really um, kind of the candidates for these two starting spots. And I got Steph Curry and Luca. Yeah. I have Steph Curry and Damian Lillard. Yeah. I had Steph and Luca. I mean, popularity standpoint, I think they're definitely going to get it. Um, but Dame has just gone on a tear. Like I saw a post the other day, that said, his New Year's tear. Every year he goes on it. Somebody goes down with an injury. It's Ben Nurkic in the past. It's Ben CJ. They're both out now. And he's just keeping this team afloat. Robert Covington has not been good. And he is the one. He's had, like, I don't think he's scored below 26 in the last 10 games. Um, and he really just has turned on. He's carrying this team and playing at an MVP level. So I think... Yeah, if you want to put him in here, have at it. Um, he definitely deserves it. 
Luca, on the other hand, he has been underwhelming, but he's still putting up the stats. He's still making the great passes. He's still leading this Mavericks team. And the West is tough, and so is their schedule. Um, they are currently uh, Mavs are eight. In the West. They're eight and thirteen, which in the East that would be that would be a ten seed. So, I mean, it's a tough West. They've had a tough conference. I'm cutting Luca a little bit of slack because he's still he's still Luca. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think Luca's putting up the stats. I think he's. Uh, I think most people had too high of expectations for him this year. A lot of people were giving him um, like their pre-NBA preseason two early NBA awards were having him as MVP, which is a little uh, high of expectations. But uh, I think this goes over for Luca. Like you said, they've had a real hard schedule, the Mavs, and they're eight and 13 right now, which is not as great as last year. And we we talked about them a few shows ago about how they kind of switched with their defensive and offensive pace, which is interesting this year. But I think when – I think Luca is doing um, almost everything he can right now. I think he's doing great. But I think once guys like Porzingis and I, – I watched the game the other night against the Suns, and, I mean, it just seemed like Trey Burke, he only had three minutes. It just seemed kind of – some of the rotations and things just seemed a little bit off to me. But I, they got guys like Hardaway, Trey Burke, that can go off and get 20 any night. So I just think – Luca might need a little help and might need to share the love a little more. Yeah. The weirdest thing is with that too is like they've struggled with shooting and they have those shooters. They're just not playing them. The biggest thing they would need right now is a Seth Curry and they traded him away. Exactly. I'm wondering if that's a mistake now. And he's yeah. helping the Sixers. Mm-hmm. But um, the thing with not me not starting Luca and having Dame over him, like you said, Dame's been on an absolute tear. And the, the Portland Trailblazers are so injury-riddled. I think it's so impressive. You know, CJ's been out. Nurkic has been out. I think Covington just got back from injury. And what do you have? Like, the rest of the guys, like Rodney Hood. Like, uh, Zach Hans has also been out. But you have, like, Rodney Hood, Nasir Lil, Gary Trent. Like, that's not much to work with. So, yeah. uh, and also, add on something. Uh, the Mavs are on, like, a six-game losing streak right now. Yes, Luca has been passing amazing this year. He's recorded an insane amount of triple doubles. But, you know, I think just what Dame's doing right now is more impressive. I'm almost talking myself into starting him over him from what you said and what I said. Yeah, I think there's great cases to those three guys are um, have each have a great chance. I think Steph Curry might have a little more because, uh, I mean, we all had him as our, in our starting lineup. But I think 50-50 exactly for Luka and Dame. But on to the, uh, the front court, the three forwards. Uh, I think it's uh, similar to the East, how I got three guys. Uh, I got LeBron, Kawhi, and Jokic. Yeah, same exact thing. Same here. I mean, it's tough, though. Like, Paul George legitimately could have taken this from Kawhi. Like, they mm-hmm. are on the same playing field right now. Paul George has stepped it up playmaking-wise. He's been extremely efficient and, like, definitely reviving himself from the playoff P moments that he had. He looked great, and I could definitely see him in this. Anthony Davis has proved, like they they lost to my Pistons without Anthony Davis, and he's that's so that game value to this team. And I think you can definitely start him over LeBron or Kawhi. So yeah, I like kind of five guys there that can take that starting. Yeah, I like your point with uh, Kawhi and Paul George. I think that uh, 
Paul George's elevation of play and Kawhi has also kind of taken them out of their uh, first week, two weeks, three weeks slump that they had. And I, I mean, the Clippers are on a, are on a run. They've really revived their record and they have moved up to the tor- towards the top of the West right now. I think they are the first seed. I think they got it. They were, I think they're tied with the jazz actually. Yeah. They're tied with the jazz. Right now. Yeah. After the jazz uh, lost, they were doing great too, but I just got to give this to uh, LeBron's not slowing down. He's what we know him to be. And uh, Jokic, Jokic and Embiid have been great this season. Those two guys, Jokic is, I mean, I just, especially in fantasy too, he's averaging like 70 points a game in fantasy and he just, yeah, he's looking great. And Kawhi's and Paul George are finally complimenting each other so nicely. And the Clippers are just um, so fun to watch right now because they're, uh, they're playing great. Yeah, for me, that uh, Western Conference front court. No, I think the, I think Jokic is second in MVP. Kawhi's third and LeBron's fourth right now. So that's why I think – and I think Paul George is around like five or six. KD might be ahead of him. But, you know, I think that, you know, those three have been like the best front court players in the West. And you can make an argument for Anthony Davis, but he's just not – has not been as good as those three guys. Yeah, I don't think he – yeah, I, yeah, I don't think he's on their level right now. But uh, moving on to the – uh, two guard reserves. I got the Trailblazers uh, duo. I got Dame and CJ right there. I got CJ. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm I'm pretty sure this is, would be his first All Star appearance, which seems kind of crazy because he's usually plays at an All Star or almost All Star level. But like in the West, it's just you got to be top tier to get in the All Star game. Yeah, my uh, bat, my front court bench was Luca and Donovan Mitchell. We talked about Luca Doncic a lot earlier. And then with Donovan Mitchell, you know, we just saw the Jazz go on this incredible run. And you can thank him for that. You know, he's a sleeper of the team. He's their best scorer. You know, he's their best player. Uh, I think he deserves it. After And the Jazz are dominating the Western Conference, which is very hard to do, especially during the summer when there's a lot of doubters. So uh, I think Donovan Mitchell deserves to be at least not a wild card. Yeah. I mean, I have Mitchell as a wild card down there. I have um, Lillard and Booker. Which CJ, it it frustrates me so much because he plays at an all star level every year, and he if he had his own team, I believe he would make it. He just sacrifices so much to win for this Blazers team. He's been out a couple weeks with injury. He'll be back soon. It's just I don't have him on my team, but I wish I could fit him in there somewhere because I really I hopes for him. Like I hope he makes it one of these years. Yeah, yeah, back to your uh, what you were saying, Jacob. How uh, you had Mitchell in at one of the bench spots for the guards. Uh, I was considering between him and CJ, but I put CJ over him just because I think um, I don't think you can fully credit Mitchell to this Jazz run. Obviously, he's the leader of this team, and he's been a huge reason why. But I think a lot of the Jazz, you kind of give some credit to obviously Gobert, and then guys like the leading six man of the year candidate Jordan Clarkson, who's just been an absolute bucket off the bench. And even the other about a week ago, I was watching the Jazz and um, what's it, Royce O'Neal. I was dropping about twenty-two. So I think the Jazz were uh, on a great streak. I think they're uh, they're playing great together uh, for I think what they had an eleven-game streak until they lost to the Suns last night. Yeah. Yep. Um, and yeah, I I was really going to give this to Donovan Mitchell, but I had him in as a wild card. But uh, onto the. The next three in the front court, I have Paul George was my first. I think there's a little bit of a gap. 
after him with AD, and then I had Zion. I had the same exact thing. Yeah, uh, so for me, I haven't watched very many Pelicans games. Um, so, like, between Zion and Ingram, that was my hardest pick for the West because, like, they both could take that forward spot. They, I just, I don't know. I haven't watched enough Pelicans games to really show who should take that spot and who should, who is their best player. Yeah, I'm in a similar boat as you. Like, I don't watch that many Pelicans games, so I went to the stats. Like, for me, it was either, all right, Zion or Ingram. Only one of them is going to make it. The Pelicans are too bad to have two guys in it. Out their stats, they're both averaging, like, the same exact number of points. But the thing that puts Zion over, he's averaging more rebounds, which is not surprising, and he's been more efficient this season. Uh, you know, I like Brandon Ingram a lot as a player, but this season Zion's been a beast. Yeah, I was look. I I've I've actually watched a few Pelicans games, and I think uh, it might be another hot take, but I think Drew Holiday was their best player. But um, now I think it's a good point that you make that you go to the stat sheet and Brandon Ingram and Zion's stats are almost identical. They're very similar. Like you said, Zion has more rebounds, but I think the main thing that puts Zion over Brandon Ingram this year, over him this year especially, is his efficiency. He's shooting at one of the highest efficiencies ever uh, right now from the field, and I, I just think that uh, puts him over Ingram in this all-star spot. And I, there's no way that there's the Pelicans are going to get two all-stars. The West is just too good. For sure. Okay, now – on to the final two wild cards for the West. So I had Donovan Mitchell and I had Christian Wood, the Pistons, former Piston. I had the same. I mean, might be biased, but Jacob, who did you have? I had Devin Booker and Rudy Gobert. And I'll get to why I didn't have Christian Wood. In, uh, but I'll get to it right now. Uh, Christian Wood obviously has been an incredible season. The most improved player, can- like the leading most improved player candidate. And I'd like to see – uh, you like to see a guy that's been cut multiple times develop into an all-star caliber player. But the thing is, I think you got to reward what Gobert has done this season. You know, I think he's probably top three defensive player of the year candidate right now. Like he is every year. But, you know, we like we talked about before, the Jazz just went on that huge run. And the thing with Devin Booker, you know, uh, Devin Booker has been amazing this season for the Suns. Not, pe- not many people are talking about it. Chris Paul's having an av- a little below average season in my eyes. So I think Devin Booker has really stepped it up. Yeah, I Devin Booker was my first, um, I guess you could just say, like snub out of the Western Conference. But uh, I, I had to put Donovan Mitchell in, uh, leading guy for the Jazz uh, and uh, their main guy responsible for their 11-game run. But I put Christian Wood in over just because he went to this Rockets team and they were struggling and then they got – it was kind of – I guess you could say there could have been bad blood in the locker room. Maybe there wasn't, but whatever, they got rid of Harden, and then they got Oladipo, and they got that huge, just that trade that went on. And ever since then, they've looked great. And Christian Wood has been the defensive anchor. He's just been that, uh, uh, what you could say, center, the centerpiece anchor of that Rockets defense and uh, offense inside. And I think Christian Wood's been doing great. I think he needed – I know this is not the best thing to hear, Aiden, but I think he needed to get out of Detroit, especially with the amount of bigs they have. And, I mean, he went to Houston, and they they were playing that small ball uh, basketball with P.J. Tucker at the five, and I think replacing him with Christian Wood was a great choice. Yeah, I mean, Houston is 6-0 and since the Harden trade. They have a defensive backcourt 
of Blood, of John Wall and Victor Oladipo, who were at one point all defensive guards. They have P.J. Tucker off the bench. DeMarcus Cousins will at least give effort on that end. So will Eric Gordon. And then they have all of these versatile wing defenders with McLemore, with House. And this team is – I don't know why people did not have this team in the playoffs after the Harden trade. You said we don't know if there was bad blood. I believe there was bad blood with all the petty things Harden did before that. I think this team struggled. Steven Silas did the best he could with that, but Harden just was not given the effort, and he needed to be moved. They moved on from him. They got a haul for him. Oladipo has been great since he's been with Houston. He's missed a couple games, so he's been great. Christian Wood is the center in this offense, and I think it more relies on the rest of the team defense, but he's definitely taken a step this year. He's way better than he was in Detroit defensively. Obviously, he's averaging 24 and 10 on great efficiency. He's getting so many boards, and um, offensively, he's increased his post game. There's some great pick and roll sets with John Wall when Harden was there. There was some great pick and roll sets with him, and he's anchoring both sides of this team. And I, I just had to put him in there just because of his versatility over Gobert. Yeah, I, uh, when this trade happened, obviously the first thing that uh, I I noticed was just the Oladipo news, and I was kind of just like shocked at first because he he was my favorite. He's my favorite player, and I mean I just I think the Rockets are a huge winner here. I think like you said, they're six and zero. They're doing great right now. Uh, they got two younger guys. Christian Wood is a younger guy, and Oladipo's. Uh, 27 28 so and they got that huge uh all those picks too so I think they got a a good future set up for them and I mean they're playing great with the they might have the two, the most athletic backcourt in the NBA a great defense too mm-hmm. yeah so, I think you also have to give credit to Steven Silas uh I think I, we talked about this on the podcast before but uh you know Matt the Mavericks are the best offense last year Steven Silas leaves and now their offense is struggling and I think Steven Silas has also done an amazing job with this Rockets team. You know, this Rockets team seems like they all have a chip on their so- sho- uh, shoulder, and I really lo- love seeing that. You know, they're all fighting for something. I hope Victor Oladipo resigns because I really like this team. Yeah, and it's great to see the Rockets uh, playing differently than they have for, like, seems like the last three, four years are just Harden, Harden, just him doing everything. But uh, I know we wanted to get – do you have any – uh, I know we wanted to get to the uh, some of our snubs. So guys that we just thought like could make it, but we just, I mean, we couldn't put in. I know we've talked about them some, but who were your guys' uh, biggest, who was your guys' biggest snub that you felt should get in, but you just, it, it's not going to happen? Like I said, Christian Wood, but aside from him, uh, CJ, you know, I think he's been a little bit too hurt this season for me to put him in there over Booker, Mitchell, or any other guards. But, like, other than those two that we haven't talked about, I'd probably say Shea Gilgis Alexander. Uh, Thunder are somehow staying somewhat afloat, even after they were, like, seemed destined to be one of the worst teams in the league this year. Shea's been amazing. Uh, he, he has his Thunder team. Like, he's a floor general for his team. He has them playing amazing. He has those young guys like Pokoveski. Uh, I mean, uh, Isaiah Roby playing at their best levels. Yeah, he kind of just has those no-name guys, like you said. Uh, he just kind of elevating their play. For me, it's got to be uh, Zach Levine. I 
I didn't like I didn't even uh fully realize until you said his shooting this year and he he was that guy that I was almost about to pick and put him in but I just couldn't he's helping like get the Bulls kind of into the mediocrity because I mean we've seen like last year they kind of just suck and, and we all feel bad for uh Kenny he just like the Bulls they I mean they suck but Zach Levine he's kind of given them he, he is taking all their shots and he's I mean he's doing great he's shooting uh, 50, 40, 90, and the Bulls are winning some games. But Aiden, who's your biggest snub? Yeah, McCollum. I mean, he's been great. I wish I could put him in, but I think other guys deserve it. Chris Paul, he's been leading the Suns on both ends, and obviously the culture has shown great record right now. John Morant, he's somehow keeping the injured Grizzlies af- afloat. Rudy Gobert, like we said. He's been great for the Jazz. And then Zion. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to add De'Aaron Fox has also been very good this year. Yeah. But he's just not making it over the numerous guards that are in the Western Conference. He may be in a Mike Conley situation with where he's so close every year, but he's just not going to make it. Yeah, I really hope that doesn't happen for him because, you know, he's such a good player. Yeah, he's such a fun guy to watch too. For sure. All right, you guys got any uh, final thoughts? Nope. About it. All right, well, yeah, that's, that's all we got today. We just wanted to talk about our all-star picks, but uh, we'll see you guys next Tuesday. This was the Phenom NBA show, so we'll see you guys later.